Greetings one and all, and welcome to this week's episode of the Angel Scrolls Project. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and uh, those of you who listen to the show, uh, I want to launch into a little bit of a uh, pre-show prelude here. Uh, You may have noticed that last week I I didn't have a show uh, at all, and uh, this uh, was because I've been really caught up in my own just personal journey and living life. I've just really been enjoying spending time with family and uh, prayer and meditation and spiritual studies and working on my new book. I am working on a a new book entitled Angel Thoughts, Celestial Messages of Hope, Wisdom, and Love. And uh, it's a little bit of a sequel to my previous book, An Angel Came Down, that, you know, this came out... uh, geez, you know, uh, some years ago, but this is kind of like a a bit of a sequel to that book. So if you've uh, read my other book, An Angel Came Down, if you enjoyed it, then when this one comes out, uh, perhaps it's something you'll want to look into. You know, you might uh, enjoy it. You might get something out of it. I think it's coming along rather nicely. I'm enjoying working on this manuscript and hopefully it will be something that changes lives, helps people, gives some folks out there a little bit of perspective on things in this crazy world that we currently live in. And I'm also thinking about making all of my angel books free on Kindle. I'm not sure If I'm able to do that, I haven't put anything out in uh, a few years now. And I know the ebook industry has changed a bit, but I'm going to look into that. And of course, I will let everyone know if and when I'm able to do that, because I, I look at it this way. It's kind of like freely I have received, freely give. You know, it doesn't cost me anything to write the book, to format the book, to put it out there. The experiences I've had, the spiritual experiences, they didn't cost me anything. Uh, they freely came to me you know, from God, from the angels, and was a great blessing in my life. So why not freely give to those who want to read the book, to those who may need to read the book? Whether it be, as I always say, one or one million, you know, whoever needs to read it, whoever needs that message, you know, have it be available to them. So I'll keep you posted on the new book. Uh, It shouldn't be too, too long before it's out, but uh, I will keep you posted on the progress and when the release date is going to be upon us. It should be out in paperback and also ebook format. So this is a great uh, launching pad into what this week's show is about. And this week on the Angel Scrolls Project, we are going to be asking the question, is it wrong to communicate with angels? 
there's a lot of people out there who claim they've had encounters with angels. They've communicated with angels. They've communicated with their own guardian angels. And, you know, I happen to be one of those people. You know, I've had my own angel experience. It happened back in the November of 1979. It reoccurred throughout my life in various years. If you read my book or listen to any of my podcasts, you you know the story. And it was a life changer and a life saver for me. You know, I don't know if I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for that experience. You know, I wasn't always perfect. I didn't always execute, you know, the things that I learned in a very good way. I wasn't always perfect in the way that I treated other people or things that I've done. But I've grown and matured, and I I don't think I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for that experience. It literally changed my life and put me on the path that I'm on today. And if someone would could offer me and say, well, if you could go back in time to 1979 and have that experience never happen, trade it for a billion dollars, you'll grow up, you'll be rich, you'll never want for anything, would you do it? And honestly... I could say my answer would be no, because I wouldn't trade what that experience has given me for anything, not all the money in the world. But, you know, when it comes to us individuals who say we've had angelic encounters or communicated with angelic beings, uh, there are those who accept it. They're excited about it. They say, this is wonderful. This gives us hope. We're not alone. There's somebody looking out for us, God's messengers, our guardian angels. But then there are those who say, well, wait a minute, not so fast. We shouldn't be talking to angels. We should only be talking to God or Jesus. And all this angel communication nonsense, well, this is new age. This is deceptive spirits. This is witchcraft. This is uh, being deceived. You know, we shouldn't be interacting with angels at all. But what is the truth about this? Hence our question, is it wrong to interact and communicate with angels? You know, sadly, I think modern day uh, Christianity has come a long, long way from what Christianity used to be in the beginning. Christians, or I should say religion today, seems to really demonize everything. And if you even say the word mysticism or contemplative prayer, there are those out there who will say, oh, that's new age. No real Christian should be, you know, doing those things heaven forbid, because they don't even understand what the Christian mystical experience is. They don't even understand what the the point of contemplative prayer, which is kind of a form of meditation, they don't understand 
what that is. And so by demonizing everything, by making, you know, labeling everything as new age and witchcraft and, you know, deceptive spirits, I think organized religion has really cheated its adherence out of so many beautiful, wonderful, and life-changing experiences when it comes to religion and spirituality that it's, it's sad. It's incredibly sad to me, and I know that it's very sad to a lot of other people as well. I know for me, someone who had an angelic encounter, how it changed my life, how it drew me closer to God, how it brought me back to God at one point, as you'll read uh, in my book, An Angel Came Down. There was a time when I said, I'm done with all of this. You know, I, I'm at the point as much faith as I had, as much belief in God as, as I had, there was a point in my life where all I saw was division and hypocrisy and just terrible things out of religious people and all fighting and criticizing one another. And it had like this critical mass moment where I said, forget about it. I'm done. Maybe I'll be an atheist. Maybe I'll be uh, an occultist or, you know, a pagan or nothing at all. But I'm done, and I'm certainly done with anything that has to do with Christ or Christianity. It's, it, it all just seems like it's a farce, and I'm done. But through my angelic encounter, I was gently brought back to my faith not pushed away from it, not pushed into something else, but brought back to my faith. And so I look at that, uh, that experience and just the love and the beauty and the spiritual ecstasy at certain times. And I say, my God, if everybody in the world could experience this for five minutes, four minutes, one minute, I feel that it would change the world because it is such a wonderful, immersive experience that, of course, you're, you're feeling close to this angelic being, but you're also being drawn closer to God because the love that's flowing through that angelic being is the love of God. And it's just an incredible experience. And that's why it's so sad to say there's some people that will they'll never experience that because they're told that it's new age, that it's witchcraft, that it's forbidden, they shouldn't do it. But again, you know, this is for the most part, uh, you know, evangelical, fundamentalist, uh, Western Christianity. And it really has robbed people of uh, a lot of wonderful experiences that could change their lives, heal their lives, and bring just a different perspective on life and life in this world, how we treat one another. You know, you think about the war in Ukraine right now. Would, would Vladimir Putin be able to be you know, waging this senseless war over there, trying to gain territory and build up the old Russian empire if he had an encounter like that with an angelic being. 
that just radiated so much heavenly love through every aspect of his being, would he be able to come back from that experience and say, yes, I want to kill innocent people? Would all of these government elitists across the world, if they could experience that kind of love from an angelic encounter, would they come back from that and say, well, I'm still going to plan to take over the world and, you know, uh, cobble all of the, uh, you know, resources together for myself and my family and us chosen people that are the rich and the elite. Would they still have that attitude or would they come back kind of like Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas carol and say, I'm a different man. You know, I'm seeing things so differently now. Where, where have I been all of my life? I feel like I'm waking up from this bad dream, and I feel a lot of them would. But again, we're, we're cheated out of these experiences. A lot of people are cheated out of them because the religion is stripped of all of its power, stripped of all of its mysticism, stripped of all of its spiritual, supernatural encounters and interactions. And then everybody, you know, wonders why people are going to the New Age or going to the occult or joining, uh, you know, these strange uh, secret societies with their rituals and their magic that claim to have some kind of power because all the power has been sucked out of religion And that shouldn't be. You know, if you really think about it, back in the day, there were many saints who communicated with angels and their personal guardian angel. Just to name a few, there was Padre Pio, St. Gemma Galgani, if I'm pronouncing that that name correctly. Here's one I know I'm going to butcher. <laughs> Ludwina of Shidem. St. Thomas Aquinas. And many, many others. There was one saint whose name uh, escapes me right now. Who said that she had, uh, or it is said that she had such a close relationship with her personal guardian angel that she would give her angel messages to take to other people, priests and nuns and, you know, people in the church. And the angel would take the messages and the people would receive them, you know, and end up writing her a letter. You know, your angel visited me and, you know, this is what they told me and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these, these things are documented. And, you know, people may say, well, you know, these were Catholic saints and you know what we think about the Catholic church. Hey, let me tell you something. All organized religion, uh, yes, absolutely is a mess. And they twist things and they add doctrines of men and, you know, traditions that that muddy the waters. But back in the day, this was kind of pretty much the only faith in town. And a lot of these saints were nuns and they were uh, monks. You know, they lived in monasteries. And what were monasteries for? These were places really that were established 
where people could go and practice their faith, but not be so much uh, under the scrutiny of the church. It was kind of a seeking a little bit of religious freedom. So even though they were uh, still, you know, Catholic, uh, you know, monasteries and, uh, you know, things of that nature, if you really read the lives of the saints, uh, some of these things, you know, the church didn't approve of until later when they died. And, you know, these miracles and things that happened to these people. And they said, well, yes, you know, this, this person was a saint, but, um, you know, they weren't always such Orthodox Catholics, uh, these particular saints and mystics, but they were deeply, deeply devoted to their faith, deeply devoted to Christ. And these people are, you know, recorded as doing things that we would never even dream of. I mean, literal and actual miracles and supernatural happenings around them that were witnessed by many other people. And they were good people. They, they helped the poor. They established uh, you know, monasteries in little towns and went out to spread the love and the mercy of God. I forget the, uh, the name of the one saint. Uh, she was a nun, and her thing was she thought that the church was too harsh with its uh, judgment of God and wrath of God, and she went out and began to spread the message of the mercy of God. And uh, she's actually the one that had uh, the vision that came up with what the Catholics pray, the, uh, the chaplet of divine mercy. So she was very big on forgiveness and divine mercy. And she was also one who communicated regularly with her guardian angel. So denomination labels and all that aside, I mean, these, these were very dedicated uh, dare I say, holy and, and good people. And, you know, so many of them had these angelic encounters and angelic communications. And if that's, you know, not good enough for some people and they say, well, it's still Catholic, so I'm very leery about all of that. Well, then we could look into the Bible itself. New Testament and Old Testament. How many prophets in the Old Testament encountered an angel, was brought a message by an angel, communicated with an angel. We look in the New Testament. When Peter was in prison and he was set free, well, who set him free? It was an angel that tapped him on the side and told him to, you know, awaken, and the prison doors open, and the angel walked him out of the prison down to a certain road and then disappeared. Angels came and ministered to Jesus. They ministered to him when he was in the 40 days of in the wilderness. They ministered to him to give him strength in the Garden of Gethsemane. So if angels are so irrelevant and if they're new age or witchcraft or deceptive, then why did Peter need an angel to let him out of prison? Why wasn't it the risen Christ? Why did Christ himself need to be ministered to by angels? 
There are many, many stories in the Bible of angelic encounters and angelic messages. As, or let me rephrase that. I stumbled over the word angelic messages. <laughs> and some were apostles and some were people who were told to call on the apostles to come to their town and preach the good news. So in all of these cases, if someone, you know, if we're going to believe in the Bible, then uh, why wasn't it Christ himself appearing? Why wasn't it God himself appearing in the Old Testament and the New Testament? Why did he send an angel? Because they have a function and a purpose in our lives. They are not something that's new age. They are not something that's witchcraft or evil. And we have to stop demonizing, you know, all of these things. Early Christianity was brimming over with belief in angels and great people in the church and even uh, common individuals who are not priests or apostles or saints or desert fathers. I mean, there's stories all over the place in ancient Christianity of people that had angelic encounters or sat and spoke to an angel or their guardian angel. So if we're looking at this from the religious perspective, if we're looking at this from the Christian perspective, are we to look back and say, well, the people in the past had it all wrong? Are we to look back in the past and say, well, that's something that happened in the past because they were special people? They didn't say so. Many of them said that, you know, these kinds of encounters with angels and with the risen Christ could be had by anyone. These things are there for all of us. We're all children of God. If, we're, if we have faith, if we're devoted. So why does modern-day religion demonize these things? And then they wonder why so many people are leaving the churches or even leaving the Christian faith and pursuing things like, you know, the kundalini spirit in yoga and, you know, new age. And, you know, I'm not saying, oh, these things are, you know, satanic and bad or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm not that kind of... Um, I'll say I'm not, I'm not that kind of person of faith that throws a lot of judgment on other people. But in my studies, I, I do see some concerns with some of these things where the spiritual power source people are drawing on could be uh, maybe a little bit in question. And, uh, you know, that's something that would be a topic for a show uh, another time, not getting into that now, but you know, we wonder why people are going where the power is or where they think the power is because their religion, their faith has been just sucked dry of any power and any encounter that would just bring awe and amazement. And as I said, you know, healing 
and strength in their own lives. You know, is it any wonder that so many people feel hopeless, even religious people, because God's far off out there somewhere, just watching us like, you know, an angry uh, parent, you know, ready to come in uh, with, with the yardstick or the belt and, and slap us around and, you know, throw us into hell if we make one little hair breadth, uh, you know, move out of his will or his laws. And, you know, other than that, what do we have? We have ourselves and we have the Bible and we, you know, we have prayer and hopefully God will hear us and do something for us, but maybe he will, maybe he won't. We lack so many other things in our religions. Where are the angels? Where's the comfort of our guardian angels? Many of these saints of old said, you know, their angels were like their best friends, their companions. They were there to strengthen them and they helped them, helped them through so much in their lives. But people are deprived of that because they're told it's new age, it's witchcraft, it's, you know, you shouldn't do it. Now, I don't know about any of you out there, but I know for me, my personal angelic encounter was one that was filled with love and peace and brought me back to faith. Uh, I agree with the saints of old, you know, this, uh, this being was and is like my, you know, one of my best friends, my companion. I've received uh, advice, had to deal with things that, you know, were hurtful or, you know, challenging or just made me really angry. And I was ready to like, you know, just go off. And I was given advice to calm down and, you know, approach things differently, to see things differently, get beyond my own human emotions and, you know, the turmoil. And so it was like, a, you know, a friend that's always there to help. And the incredible amount of just acceptance and unconditional love I felt from that being. You know, it just, uh, like I said, it's a life changer. And it's sad to know so many other people will never experience that because of all of this religious condemnation that's out there. Everything's demons. Everything is, you know, bad. But because of my experience, I agree with the saints of old. You know, I believe uh, the angels are around us. They're God's messengers. They're our guardians. They're our helpers. They can and will interact with us. Even at times, uh, we may not notice how many times the angels intervene in our lives or help us or inspire us because that's what they're there for. I think modern day religion has really built a wall between people and God and people and the angels. It's like so many people are encased in this tomb of stone that they'll never get out of. You know, they're just trapped. You know, they're under the dictates of religion. I mean, even look at Islam. You know, Islam, 
you know, anybody that ever would say, geez, you know, I, I saw an angel, you know, this being saved me, this being helped me. They probably, they probably, uh, you know, depending on where they are, you know, what country they're in, they might be stoned to death because they believe, you know, well, Muhammad was the last prophet. Uh, he's the last person who was ever going to see an angel on this earth until the day of judgment. So again, people are told even there, you're not allowed to do this. You can't do this. And if you do have that experience, uh, it's probably the jinn trying to deceive you. Now, I don't dispute that there aren't, uh, you know, deceptive and, uh, you know, not so nice uh, entities out there. Certainly there are. But if we're so afraid of them all the time that we just lock ourselves in a box, a religious box. And if we don't have the common sense to know just because something is supernatural or, or looks spiritual, if it's telling you to do something stupid, if it's telling you to, you know, trash your religion, trash your God and go worship, you know, the fire god and burn your children alive in the flames common sense is going to tell you it's not from god leave it alone you know as i always say the words of jesus by their fruits you shall know them so even in spirituality a little common sense goes a long way with these kind of things folks you know faith doesn't call us to throw away our reason, our logic, and our common sense. But we're also not called to substitute so much fear and condemnation for logic, reason, and common sense. Because that only hems us into a corner of a different kind. And we miss out on so much that is beautiful and life-changing and could just change the way that you see life and see this world. So again, for me, I agree 110% with the saints of old, uh, communicating with our guardian angels, angelic experiences, uh, something that is definitely put in place by God. It's natural. It's there for us to, uh, you know, I, I guess for lack of a better word, to participate in, to interact with, to have these experiences. Not that angels are going to be popping up everywhere in your life every day and you're going to sit around having tea time with them at, you know, 4 p.m. every day because that, that's not the way it, it, it happens either. Although some people would have us believe it does. And, uh, you know, the charlatans, they're, uh, they're another story that muddies the waters out there. But those things are out there and they're, they're not demonic. They're available to us. And as I said before, it would, it would change the world if we would only have the faith and open our minds and open our hearts. So I agree with the saints of old. These things are real. It's a natural part of our faith and our spirituality, and we shouldn't be afraid of it. So those of you listening to the show, what do you think? Do you think it's 
okay to have angelic encounters? Is it okay to communicate with angels? Uh, or do you think it's wrong? And if so, why? Uh, chime in in the comments below if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on one of the other podcast platforms, uh, you can head over to YouTube and type in Paul James Caden dash the Angel Scrolls Project. Go to my channel. Just comment underneath or send me an email at nocturnalmagicgmail.com. Let me know what you think on this subject. So I appreciate each and every one of you listening. As always, I hope you got something out of this show. I hope it gave you some hope, some faith, and a little something deeper to ponder in this crazy, crazy world that we currently live in. Until next time, stay in love, stay in light, walk with the angels, and have a wonderful, blessed day. God bless everybody.